Live on the Freak Radio Network. Rulers of the Motorsports Empire. Broadcasting live from the Lucas Oil Studios. Budweiser, the King of Beers, presents Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Sergeant and his freaking pit crew, Stat Man Carruthers. We ain't going nowhere, baby. And the baddest bitch to wrap it around two wheels, Crash Gladys. Mmm, hello there. We'd like to welcome in the Freak Nation to Stat Man's party, Crash's hangout, and Sergeant's freaking bungalow on a Sunday night. Again, I'm Kenny okay. Sargent, Statman, Crash Gladys, your Jags freaking hotline, 8669Freaks. Email pitcrew at speedfreaks.tv. That's pitcrew at speedfreaks.tv. And, of course, you can text us. Text the word freak to 25827. That's clubs. That's text the word freak to 25827. We'll get to you that way. Coming up, we've got some big-time giveaways, some Fat Heads sunglasses. That's Fat Heads with a Z. The official sunglasses of the Freak Nation. And got some DVDs. Jeff Gordon, ESPN Inside Access. Thanks to our good friends there at Genesis Entertainment. <laughs> Stedman. Microphone? I don't hear the Stedman. Is it plugged yeah, his in? His mic is definitely on. Oh, there it is. We got it on now. Must be that yellow cord you got over there. Yeah, it must. Oh, I'm talking <laughs> to the wrong. I'm talking to the wrong mic. Maybe that'll help a little bit. Everybody in the motorsports, as I say, arena is carrying a heavy heart this afternoon or this mm-hmm. evening, depending where you are. We lost a hell of a drag racer yesterday afternoon, evening in Englishtown, New Jersey. It's all over ESPN News. It's all over ESPN. Of course, it's up on YouTube just as soon as it happens. Scott Coletta, two-time NHRA top fuel champion back in 1994 and 95, I believe, mm-hmm. in his funny car, driving for his old man, Conrad Coletta, lost his life in the quarter mile at Englishtown, New Jersey. We're going to celebrate his life. We've got a number of big-time NHRA drivers coming in and joining us. Tim Wilkerson, NHRA funny car winner from Englishtown. He's going to be in here. NHRA top fuel driver J.R. Todd's going to be in here. We're looking for your NHRA top fuel winner, Tony Schumacher. And who knows who else is going to show up to celebrate the life of Scotty Coletta. Driving the DHL funny car yesterday afternoon, and as I said, it's it's been all over ESPN News. And it's something, Stat, that, again, I was on the road when this happened. I didn't, I wasn't watching or was on the, on the Internet. It's something that, did it, it kind of surprised me that ESPN and NHRA, when they went to the live broadcast from the track, they went to the accident pretty fast. Yeah. Normally that doesn't happen. I mean, I've I've produced broadcasts, and if a guy is is dead, if, they did give a warning. They told you if you don't want to watch, turn away. Um, and Paul Page is one of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. So uh, he did give some warning, but it is still rare that when a, a person loses their life that they would show the video, and to their credit, they only showed it once. True. And it's the kind of accident that if you're a novice watching motorsports, if you're not or a novice of watching drag racing, where we see cars explode, I'm not going to say all the time, but often. Frequently, yeah. You saw it happen with Tony Pedragon in Pomona. It happened to Cruz Pedragon maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Gary Selzy is 
It's happened to you. Yeah. Better, you're running a funny car. It, it's happened to you. Yeah. You I see mean, flames like that, you usually don't worry because they've right. got protective measures that, that come up in the middle of the flames and protect the drivers. And you just don't expect it to happen. And the word, the, the word is that Scotty Coletta was alive. That's what I'm hearing. I, that's, that's the fresh really? word that I'm, that, that I'm oh, hearing, that, that he was alive when he hit the sand trap at over 200 miles an hour. Wow. I find that hard That's, to believe. Well, well, I don't find it. I, it, I don't find it that hard to believe that he would hit the sand at, uh, live, but the the violence in the uh, accident at the end when he hit the catch fence mm-hmm. and flipped over the the the, the apparatus there, the boom uh, arm for the camera uh, into the trees. I mean, it just it, we we could talk about this at some point but uh there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. that need to be addressed uh, and oh, yeah. nascar took some some mean vicious violence some of them coming from this camp uh when they were losing drivers and uh, the nhra now has lost three in the last five years so somebody needs to turn some attention to how could we stop this from happening the same way that nascar put their attention to it mm-hmm. and uh created some some incredible safety measures to protect their drivers that have walked away from some horrific accidents. The, the one that comes to mind is the Michael McDowell oh, yeah. accident, just In horrific Texas. accidents that uh, they get up and walk away from. Something needs to change, and it needs to yeah. change, quick, change quickly. We'll yeah. talk to the drivers about that. They've, they, they did not shy away on the ESPN broadcast. They did not shy away, and, and kudos to ESPN and NHRA for letting their drivers come up there and say sure. a few things about how they want to see improvement in these tracks. Yeah, and NHRA <laughs> has to come to grips with the fact that, you know, out of the 21 tracks that they race on, more than half were created before 1970. That's 30, That's uh, what, 38 years ago. We and the... Uh, uh, you know the cars have gone are going almost twice as fast as when some of these tracks were built. So uh, yeah, the tracks were not built for these current speeds. Yeah, I mean, at it, all. It, it, you know, who's who's to say the human body is for crying out loud to accelerate from zero to almost three hundred and fifty miles an hour in less than five seconds? I mean, that's just, I mean, it's mind-boggling to think about that. We're talking about the death of Scotty Coletta, NHRA funny car driver. You've seen it all over the news at Englishtown, New Jersey, driving for Connie Coletta, Coletta Motorsports. And we will be celebrating his life throughout the show. We've got a couple of segments dedicated to it next hour where we, where we will hear from a number of drivers, where we will hear from a number of drivers talking about the celebration, talking about little unique stories on Scotty Coletta. And I believe Statman was able to pull up an interview from Four years ago, five and, uh, years ago, uh, March of night of two thousand four, right? Whatever that is, uh, right when we he came in, back, we were in Phoenix and uh, we had a good time. It's it's easy to have a good time with Scotty, right? And he talked about the uh, coming back, and he gives an incredible recount of uh, one of the great tales in drag racing when uh, his father Conrad Coletta uh, stopped the hijacker from taking one of his I uh, remember that and how uh, how that happened and you, you got to hear it i mean scott is uh, a good man we talk about what a great drag racer he was 
but he was also a great man. He left the sport that he was on top of Mm -hmm. to go back to build a business to take care of his his family and his children. And it wasn't until they grew up uh, some and and knew their father that he said, uh, I still have this passion, and he came back to race. So we'll play that interview. Four years, over four years old with Scotty Coletta, who passed away on the track, English Town, New Jersey, NHRA funny car driver, and two-time NHRA top fuel champion, by the way. We'll celebrate his life with a number of NHRA drivers here in the Speed Freaks pits. One dude that I know, he's still got to be celebrating, especially with those that family of his that showed up there in Milwaukee to, to hang with the old man as he took another damn win. I think it's three times in a row at that track. Would you please welcome NASCAR Truck Series winner, He's become a veteran here in the Freak Nation. Johnny Benson. What's up there, Johnny? Oh, I'm just working, actually. What? <laughs> what? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to work on my modified so I can go race that thing. So I've <laughs> been uh, just working at the shop a little bit. I spent the day at the house and about had about six of these uh, shows to do. So I just came to the shop and working in between them all. In a NASCAR Truck Series winner from Milwaukee joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. That's Johnny Benton, and you're working on that modified. More importantly, can you see a Speed Freak sticker on that modified right now, JB? Well, I'm not to that point yet, but when I get her done, it's going to have one. Just trust me on that. I got one on my late model, so trust me, you're covered. You're covered. Hey, look, our, our, our Speed Freaks freaking assistant took the time out to mail you a care package from Speed Freaks. You better have a damn sticker on there. Yeah, I got your sticker. I got your hats and that. And I, and I told you, my daughter, my oldest one, took that cool uh, beanie hat. Nice. Took that, so I can't wear that. But outside that, yeah, we're doing good. So yeah, but you, you'll have a sticker on there. Don't worry. All right. You know, I love I love those I love those modifieds. You know, they they race them out here at Irwindale Speedway once in a while. Uh, that open wheel, and they, they just look weird, and they look like they're all business, all racing all the time. They're and, all pretty fast, so I hate to. And they're and but they put on a spectacular show, and I love to see them run. Yeah, like I say, hopefully we get this done and uh, go do some racing with it here shortly. But like I say, but other than that, I mean, Milwaukee was great for us. We uh, to be able to win that three times in a, in a row there is just something that we never dreamed it would be possible for anybody to do. So it it uh, definitely put a huge challenge in front of us going into that race. Johnny Benson, how does a driver, do you get wired up at a racetrack where you just know every little nook and crack and, and bump uh, so well that you could get around it and have the setup better than, how do you win three times in one place? Well, I think two of, or the first time the track was a little bit different. Then they came in there and did a little bit of paving and then uh, and things uh, still went pretty good for us. Um, we won that race. The first two we won with the same truck. And then uh, this particular race, we brought something different. And just, you know, Goodyear brought a little bit different tire. We thought the truck may be a little bit better uh, uh, suited. So, I mean, it was a little bit of a gamble on our part, but it ended up um, showing to be the right thing to do. So it just, I like that style racetrack. And and it's a, it's a tough place to get around. And there's certain places that you have to be good at there to, uh, to be fast, and we were able to make the adjustments uh, to get ourselves good in them areas. NASCAR Truck Series winner from Milwaukee, Johnny Benson, joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. Crash, go ahead. Johnny, one thing I love about summertime racing is the family gets to be with the family. There, I mean, it was so good to see your daughters there in Victory Lane and not having to be at school. Wow. Yeah, they, they definitely like that. They Because um, they were there last year, too, so um, that was pretty cool. But we went to Michigan, and 
in uh, I, that was a really close race. I don't know about to you, but that was close. You're going to get second. <laughs> I like and what then, you uh, said, Johnny, on the TV. I think it's when they. I think it was this year's or this race's victory lane when you said, "I think we tied last week anyway." Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went in and, uh, into the trailer afterwards, and I don't know how they determined who won it. To tell you the truth, um, when we looked at the video, it was dead on. So, um, you know, they went by the transponder and. You know, but they keep putting five thousandths of a second up there, and I think it was about five ten thousandths of a second because it was, it, it was a looked like a dead heat. But um, you know, Eric Darnell did ran a great race, and uh, and so that was pretty cool. Now that we won Milwaukee, I'm good with that. But it, um, <laughs> so we got done doing that, took the kids to Niagara Falls, and uh, you know, watched a bunch of water fall off a cliff. That was extremely cool. <laughs> and it I've just, never heard um, it put that way. It, it, a bunch of water fall off a cliff. It, it is a minute. It, I think at the time they said it was 34 million gallons of water a minute falls over that. Ooh. And it's just uh, absolutely something uh, uh, we're seeing. You know, it's been, I, I think I was five, six years old when I went, so I, I didn't really remember it. And, and um, man, that was that's cool. If anybody's got any small trip that they want to do, and you, and you can do it in a day. You don't have to be there a couple of days or anything. Um, it is definitely worth seeing. Daddy. <laughs> Johnny Benson here in the Speed Freaks Pits talking about taking his family there to Niagara Falls and watching the water run over the cliff. Kind of like somebody's budgets in motorsports, though. <laughs> Benson, you talk about Darnell. He ran a good race. There was there was some commotion going on there behind you at, at times. And a guy like Skinner, and where where the hell, what, what has happened to Skinner this year? How has he fallen off? Speaking of Niagara Falls and falling off, how has Skinner's career fallen off so much this year in the truck? Well, he's got more top tens than I got. <laughs> I oh. can tell you that. I was just looking at the at the stats there. I mean, he's he's you know he's got his beaten poles, he's got his beaten top tens, but you know he's had a little bit of bad luck. And uh, you know we've ran actually we ran into that earlier um, this year too. I mean, if I, I if I could take the points that I had on my bad luck things, I mean it's about two hundred points. I'd like to have those right now, but <laughs> it um but you know what we're in the points lead. You know, Mike is doing. You know, Mike's doing a good job. I mean, he's he's not that far off. He'll be right there by the end of the season. Um, the 22 uh, crew chief Doug Wilcock has done a tremendous job with a couple of guys he's had in that thing. He's already had three guys in it uh, this year, and they've already won a race, a bunch of top uh, uh, top tens, and I think this is the second or third race that uh, uh, BDR has had all three trucks in the top ten. So. Um, you know, congratulations uh, to our whole organization for having uh, three trucks capable of running up front week in and week out. Johnny, Johnny, you ought to take that transponder and move it five ten thousandths closer to the front of your truck, so that next yeah, time that I happens, just, you can... I need to just tip it forward or something. I don't know what the deal is, but um, <laughs> it, was, it was. I think they'd frown on that if we moved it. Johnny, where do you run next? Um, we go to, I believe, Memphis. We're going to Memphis uh, this week. Norris got really cool trophies, so um, that would be, uh, obviously, the goal is to go get one of them. Do the kids know about Elvis? Have you told them about Elvis yet? They don't know about Elvis. They, they were, we were just laughing today, and, and uh, ZZ Top was on the radio. And, and you know, we like watching American Idol deal together, and, and both kids, they go, well, why do they sing all them old songs? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I, I'm like looking. I was like, I don't know. I said the new songs are horrible. I thought all the old stuff is great. So and they just kind of give me that stupid deer in the look, guys. You know, and just um, and <laughs> you got to you got to take them to Graceland. And the, yeah, so I, Paul I Simon I told us about that. Is, basically, get right down to it. <laughs> you sound more and more like your parents every day, don't you? 
Uh, not yet, but it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he paused. <laughs> hey, JB, thanks for taking time out and going to your shop so you can talk to the Freak Nation tonight, buddy. Good luck to you next time in Memphis. Yeah, all right. I appreciate it, guys. Like I said, it's always a pleasure to chat with you all. And, and like I said, I got that sticker reserved. It's, as soon as I get this thing done, I'll stick around there, and, and uh, you'll be ready to rock and roll with it along with myself. Well, if you quit winning, you'll have a chance to work on the thing. You don't have to make all these phone calls on <laughs> it'd be, it'd be a lot better than be working at Sunday night at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good night. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah, thanks. NASCAR Truck Series winner from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Johnny Benson here in the Speed Freaks pits. Always a guy you like coming in. Just a great demeanor. He really does. I mean, we've seen him... I mean, of course, you're not going to be really happy when you do a bad job in a race, but he even he's one of those guys that will stop and still give you a good interview. He's just an all-around yes. great, great person. Yeah, the one thing about Johnny Benson I always remember is him in that plain wrap car that almost won Daytona several <laughs> years ago. It was about 10, 12 years ago, and he was running at Daytona and mm-hmm. had the lead within the 10 laps from the end and, and lost in the shuffle at the end, but... Plain rap car, privateer kind of team, and he almost won the 500. That's Statman. Crash, he's over there. I'm Kenny Sargent. Got speed freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios on a Sunday night. Coming up, Paul Tracy, cart champion, one of the biggest names. Speaking of trucks, he's going truck racing. We got him coming in here next. And coming up next hour, celebrating the life of fallen drag racer, NHRA funny car pilot from Englishtown. You saw it. Scotty Coletta. We're going to celebrate his life with a number of big-time NHRA drivers right here. Speed Freaks Pits. Racer Magazine. Oh, groovy, baby. Hey, where are the white women at? The freaks. Well, it was a very busy weekend this weekend in racing. It, it was pretty sad as well. We'll get to that in a bit. Philippe Massa took your Formula One win in France. The sports car win in mid-Ohio was split by Alex Gurney and John Fogarty. Indy cars over in Iowa. Wow. A lot of these guys are donating their winnings from today to the flood victims of Iowa and tornado victims. Dan Weldon specifically wanted me to say he's your winner from IndyCar. He wanted me to say, Freak Nation, thank you all for helping out, donating money to the cause of everyone who has suffered in the Midwest. Your lights winner in Iowa, Dylan Battissini. NASCAR was, again, kind of all over the map. In Milwaukee, your Bush winner was Carl Edwards, and the trucks went to, you just heard from him, Johnny Benson. The Sprint Cup race up in Sonoma Wine Country ended just a short time ago. Your winner, some people not too happy about it, Kyle Busch. Yes, Rowdy taking the win. Over in Englishtown, the winners in the NHRA, Tony Schumacher in Top Fuel, Tim Wilkerson in Funny Car, Greg Anderson in Pro Stock, Chip Ellis in the Bikes, and definitely... Hearts and prayers go out to not just Scott Kalita's family. He passed away in a qualifying accident in the funny cars in English Town, but also Dino Crescentini, who lost his life today in a vintage sports car race up in Canada. The Freaks. Seven out of ten Danica Patrick fans know the alphabet. <sighs> Whatever. Speed Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. This is Budweiser. This is the authentic American lager. This is a recipe used for over 130 years. And 
the freshest beer in the store. This is hand-selected barley malt from the golden fields of the Great Plains. It's a precise blend of two-row and six-row barley for the perfect balance of flavor and refreshment. This is the choicest hops grown in the Willamette Valley in Washington and Oregon and Bonner's Ferry in Idaho. Hops chosen for their aroma, flavor, and character and hand-blended into each brew kettle. This is every batch beechwood aged for three weeks to produce a one-of-a-kind smoothness. This is Budweiser. This is the great American lager. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Speed Freaks, it's Kenny Sargent. You got some tranny problems? Well, then go get yourself some Lucas Oil Transmission Fix. It's non-solvent, formula stop slip, hesitation, and rough shifting in worn transmissions and completely eliminates most seal leaks. It lowers operating temperatures, stops foaming, and you can use Lucas Oil Transmission Fix in any transmission for preventative maintenance. You can also use Lucas Oil Transmission Fix in light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shoot by your favorite auto parts dealer and pick up some Lucas Oil Transmission Fix today. The name Mopar is family, synonymous with the glory days of drag racing maybe two generations ago. But a new generation is discovering Mopar, its tradition, and its bright future. Mopar has been uniquely successful at bringing its proud heritage into the 21st century. Today, Mopar is more than just original equipment and accessories for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge vehicles. Mopar is an attitude, a culture, and a way of life for thousands of enthusiasts around the world. On the street, at the track, or in the backwoods, Mopar rides with you. 97.1 This freaking segment is brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. You got a high dollar sports car, an SUV, or a light truck? You need some Continental Tires on that bad boy. Log on to ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com and find the right tire for your rig. Continental Tire, the official tire of the Freak Nation. You're back with Statman Carruthers, Crash Gladys. I'm Kenny Sargent. 8669 Freaks is your hotline. Email pit crew at speedfreaks.tv and you can text us. Crasher, that text is what? Yeah. It is. It certainly is. You can text Freak to 25827. <laughs> How about that? Text the word Freak to 25827. <laughs> And we got some big old giveaways for you tonight. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Lots of Jeff Gordon DVDs available in stores now from our good friends there at Genius Entertainment. Got those giveaways coming up. Also some Fat Heads sunglasses. That's Fat Heads with a Z. Log on to fatheads.com to find some shades for you. Coming up momentarily, cart champion Paul Tracy. He's going to be in here. We're going to celebrate the life of NHRA funny car pilot who lost his life in Englishtown. You've seen the accident all over ESPN News, the national news on YouTube. Scotty Coletta. We have a number of NHRA drivers coming in to talk about him, including your NHRA top fuel and funny car winners. They'll be in here with us. Also, how about that win up up in Sonoma, up in Southern California, excuse me, Northern California, Kyle Busch taking the win. Statman, you saw what happened with Tony Stewart and Jamie McMurray and Kevin Harvick, right? It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in racing. It was imagine, Ooh. imagine you in the Freak Nation. Imagine you're driving a car and you're asked to make a right turn. Imagine how you would do it in a Cup car in the middle yep. of a race, and that's the way Kevin Harvick, one of the one of the top drivers in the Cup side, <laughs> on the uh, 
on the drift course that they use at Infineon. He came drifting down the hill completely out of control. Oh. Thoroughly, completely out of control. It was like 10 miles an hour faster than he should have taken the turn. He was drifting and drifted right into Jamie McMurray. Mm-hmm. McMurray ran into Tony Stewart. And Stewart is just all these. And they're seat. all running like top four, top five, uh, Yeah, right? these are the, uh, it, Stewart was in second place chasing down uh, uh, Kyle Busch. And Stewart looks down the road, and all of a sudden he's looking at Sky, the grass, the concession stand. <laughs> he's spinning around like a top. Uh, McMurray is spinning around like a top. Harvick is just, at, who knows where Harvick's head was. And um, poor Ron Fellows, who had a spectacular run oh, going. Yeah. He goes diving into the, probably did just exactly what a spotter said, go to the grass to avoid the thing. McMurray spins into him, takes him out. And uh, it was the most, it was comical. It was comical. Mm. And Harvick was just completely out of control. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Sonoma race, the Sprint Cup race up there in wine country, northern California, where Kyle Busch again took the win. Tony Stewart took the freaking Kevin Harvick punt. You know, damn Kyle for taking the win. I mean, I like him, and I think he's got a lot of talent, and I, I just I like guys with attitude, too. So good on you, Kyle. But damn it, I took you out of my top ten in my fantasy racing poll, and you weren't supposed to win. And so much for those ringers filling in for regular cup drivers. Ron Fellows, 29th. Max Pappas, 35th. Scott Pruitt, 36th. Boris said 41st, and Brian Simo picking up the rear at 43rd. Oh, man. I don't like seeing that. One guy that may eventually get back into this, well, it is, he is going to get back under the moniker of NASCAR after running on the, under the moniker of CART for about 46 years. Has him a championship in there. Would you please welcome 2003? Yep. 2003 CART champion. Looks like he's going to go NASCAR trucking here later this year. Paul Tracy. What's up, Paul? Hey, Kenny. How are you? Hey, you think you could have done better than Ron Fellows or Max Pappas or Scott Pruitt up in Sonoma this Man, afternoon? I tell you what, it was, it was, I was like <laughs> sitting there watching that race today, and I'm thinking, well, Ron, Ron was doing good, but, you know, he was in the top, you know, 12, 14 all day, and that, that deal at the end was just unfortunate. But, I mean, I was watching Max, and, you know, Dario didn't qualify, and, you know, A.J. running 40th all day, and I'm like, man, what is – going on with these guys either you know either these guys have gotten really good at driving those kinds of cars you know and they only go to two tracks they go to sonoma and they go to watkins Glen, and they you know it's almost like they special like the nascar drivers specialize on those two tracks with that type of a car and you take a guy you know a guy like me or a guy like dario we're basically starting from scratch you know well, you got that's the way that's the way it seems now because they mm-hmm. you know they go that's the only two tracks they run at. I think if you went and took them to another venue and you know plopped them in a Grand Am car or plopped them in you know something else, I mean I think it would take them longer to to adjust to one of those cars mm-hmm. than say a guy from open wheel background. But I think they're just really really good at those two tracks and that kind of a car. Cart champion, Paul Tracy joins us here in the Speed Freaks pitch. You talk about open wheel. Juan Montoya was your highest finishing former open wheel champion in sixth. And all the way back was Patrick Carpentier at 24th, Sam Hornish Jr. at 31st, and A.J. Allmendinger at 38th. I think that does say something about these cup guys taking time out to learn to run on these road courses. Well, Juan ran good, you know, and he was kind of up and down, up and down. And, and uh, you know, he got drop kicked there with, what, 15 to go and uh, – by Marcus Ambrose, I think it was. Oh, right. So that right. kind of ruined ruined his race in the end because he was running second at the time coming in 
to the last 10 laps. You know, but Juan, Juan was running good. But you know what? This is not an interview about them. This is an interview about you, Tracy. This is yeah. you coming back into NASCAR. You had a test in Chicago. You kicked some serious ass. I know Bob Germain got a bunch of phone calls saying, oh, my gosh, what do you have Paul Tracy driving one of your cars for or one of your trucks? And you're going to be doing it now in September, right? Well, it's a ways off. You know, obviously, it's, uh, you know, he's got a two-truck program that's full-time with Todd and, and uh, Justin Marks. And, you know, it's a front-running deal. You know, and I've been pretty selective about what I want to do. You know, I don't want to get in a car and run around at the back. You know, I've had a few conversations with with Bruno over the last, you know, few weeks. And, I mean, he's so fed up with, you know, about feeling he's going to get killed every week. You know, and he said, you don't want any part of this unless you got a good car. And You know, so I've just kind of been waiting and waiting to see what happens. And the phone rang and, and uh, you know, the Jermaine group called me and said, hey, you know, are you interested to come fly to Chicago and maybe get in the, our truck and do some laps for us? Because I said, sure. You know, I jumped on the plane the next day and I uh, jumped right in it and, and, you know, went pretty quick in the thing right away and had never been in a truck, never been, been to Chicagoland. And, and then, uh, you know, the crew chief and uh, the team was, the mechanics were pretty happy with, with my feedback on it and, and uh, I didn't really hear anything for a couple of weeks. I just said, oh, thanks for, for doing that for us. And if we need you to test again, we'll call you. And there was a lot of media surrounded it. And and uh, I just, you know, I got a call a couple of weeks ago saying, hey, we want to run you in the race in Vegas. And we're going to try to maybe do some more at the end of the season. The truck that I will drive is, is kind of shared by Chrissy Wallace and Mike Wallace. So it's a third effort. And she's scheduled to do some races uh, you know, from here out. So they're going to try to see what they can do to, to give me give me a few races. 2003 CART champion, yes. Open-wheel champion. Paul Tracy here in the Speed Freaks pits. Statman, go ahead. Paul, many years ago, I would uh, be uh, dismissive of stock car drivers, but that's not the case anymore. Some of these guys are as good as any driver in the world. Uh, you know, Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson and, you know, there's you know four or five more that could drive anything anywhere. Uh, you had some experience with them driving in the, the Bush race in Mexico City. I imagine you've changed your attitude about how good some of these guys are. Well, uh, they're obviously very, very good at what they do, you know, and, and to think that you're going to come in and, and beat them, you know, a lot of it comes down, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole package, you know. The good teams run good, and the good teams have the best drivers. And you're not going to walk in, you know, a, a Paul Tracy or a Juan Montoya or a Dario Franchitti in a mediocre team and think you're going to beat Hendrick or Gibbs or, or Childers or any of these other group. You know, these guys are good drivers, and they've also got great equipment. And, uh, you know, and the guys like Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart, they're great drivers in great equipment. So, you know, you're not just going to get into – it's not like it was 10, 15 years ago where you could get in a mediocre car on a road course, you know, like a, you know some of these guys used to do, like Tommy Kendall, uh, you know, and Ron Fellows, and get into a, one of the cars and just – you know, run up front. It doesn't. It doesn't really work like that anymore. Speaking of Tommy Kendall, I've seen you on a couple of his TV shows, and the two of you had a little give and take. In uh, <laughs> I think it was a Pontiac or a BMW or whatever it was. No, and, it was a Mercedes. A, Merce- a, a Mercedes show that we filmed. Yeah. Uh, a while back ago, and 
uh, a show for Kawasaki that we filmed. And him and I always have a good time doing his show. And Was uh, all of that on the up and up? You guys really went at each other? It wasn't designed yeah. for one or the other to win, <laughs> no, was no. it? No, he, no. Uh, he's been giving me the gears for years about, oh, you know, I need to get out on a track with you, and I'll show you what's up. And I'd give him the gears back. And so we had a little time trial, one lap, qualifying lap. And he beat me. Brilliant! I made a mistake and locked up and ran wide for the hairpin and and he did a clean lap and and uh, you know beat me so I had to I had to buy him dinner. <laughs> All was, right. it a, was it McDonald's or was it a real dinner? No, no, it was a real dinner. <laughs> so here it is, 2003 car champion Paul Tracy going to be running trucks, starting some truck racing in September. He's got him a TV show there with Tommy Kendall talking some smack. <laughs> now. A couple of words, a couple of names I want to throw at you first and a last name there. I don't want to, you know, kind of pee in your Cheerios here, but what about the name Jerry Forsyth? Is that a name you just don't want to hear about anymore, Paul Tracy? Uh, I mean, no, I don't have any uh, have any hard feelings towards. I mean, obviously, you know, the things are uh, between him and I are not completely settled, but you know, the the respect that I have for him for what he did for Champ Car and you know buying the series and you know dumping all the money that he he did into the series and you know i i had the best success of my career with the team and i'm just i guess the thing that frustrates me is i'm just disappointed how the whole thing came to an end because as far as i knew going into this season uh you know we were all all going ahead i you know i had a new contract with them you know and and, and up until like the week before the merger happened i mean he was telling the team and the team manager there's going to be no merger we're going forward with champ car you know i'm going to pay for this thing myself so somewhere along the line that all changed within a couple days time and then it was like he just turned the switch off it was you know oh. it was over for him and you know they i guess you know the frustrating part for everybody is it just he's turned he's basically shut shut the power off and cut himself off from the whole thing so that's you know, it's disappointing to end a relationship like that, you know, and, you know, I've got a contract and there's, you know, there's contracts, you know, or we've got some things to work out, but, you know, he's basically cut off all communication to anybody and we're having to deal through it through through lawyers, which nobody wants to do. I don't want to do that and I'm I'm hopeful that we can figure it all out. Mm. Is that one of the, excuse me? Is that one of the reasons why you're not racing? I uh, Cristiano came out and Demata came out and he's running some sports car events. Vassar has run. Uh, he ran a 24 hour. Uh, is that sports car something that you'd rather not do, or no, you'd rather I would, stay I home? I would like to do anything, Stap. But you know, obviously, there's nothing that's available right now. You know, there's no rides in the IRL that are that are quality rides. You know, and uh, you know this NASCAR thing came up. Uh, I'm actually going to Goodwood uh, next month for, to the Goodwood Festival of Speed. I'm going to drive, uh, you know, a couple of Penske cars that I drove in 1990. Wow. That yeah. I did a couple races in in 96 that I won three races in. I'm going to drive. Uh, Paul, excuse me. You should you should get some. That's a TV show, you know. That's Paul true. Tracy at Goodwood. Well, the, coolest, the coolest car I'm going to drive is a 1966 Lola that Graham Hill won the world championships in. Oh, man. So, so that's going to be a fun weekend. I got a call from the, the Earl of March, is the guy, the guy who puts the puts the race on, 
and uh, you know said, hey, you want to fly over here with your wife, and we'll buy you a first class ticket, and you know you can drive. You know we got some cars for you to drive. I said, no, yeah. I'm not doing anything. So you know, but to, you know to get back to the other question, you know, I, the foresight thing is not stopping me from driving. I'm free to drive whatever I want, wherever I want. But you know I want to do stuff that's quality and have a chance to do well. And I'm just waiting for for the right opportunity. If I got to wait till '09, then then that's the way it has to be, I guess. Good for you. Well, Damn it, w- Ganassi! Somebody, Ganassi, Penske, bring him back. Well, I mean, not the, not saying anything bad to NASCAR trucks because I love Jermaine Racing. We love we, the stuff we've done with Todd Bodine has been a blast. And that is, you're right. That is one of the top teams. You'll love the trucks, but I'm a little partial to IndyCar, and I God. Well, that's, why, that. that's why he's going to, into trucks. He's got a freaking owner who's got championships behind there him. Like Jermaine, yeah. damn it. Yeah, I'd almost spend my own money yeah. to watch him at Goodwood. That's, I know. That's I know. That would be hey, cool. Tracy, let's get you back in here if we can after Goodwood uh, to hear your experience about that and see how far along the truck uh, the truck development's going on. Yeah, right? I'm actually, one of the other cars I'm going to drive for Lola is, is uh, Sebastian's car, too. <laughs> the guy I hated my, my last, you know, four or five years of my uh, my career over here in the States. I'm actually going to drive his championship winning car over there so oh, that I'll is let odd you guys know i'll let you know what kind of advantages he had on sweet <laughs> all right hey p2 good luck to you it's always good getting you in here and letting you talk about it man all right thanks guys you got it paul tracy car champion 2003 miss any of that interview go to speedfreaks.tv it'll be up there monday morning coming up next alex gurney got to say it right now the son of dan gurney i got out of the way stat man the son of dan gurney the legendary dan gurney alex gurney he's finally got him a win in the grand am series champion alex gurney he joins us next also a salute to fallen nhra funny car driver scotty coletta it's coming up speed freaks pits This freaking segment is brought to you by the Lucas Oil Motorsports Hour on the Versus Network. Coming up this Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern, Super Trucks and Demolition Derby. Check your local listings to find out more details or log on to motorsportshour.com. It's the Lucas Oil Motorsports Hour on Versus. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, I know you're familiar with Lucas Oil for your trucks and automobiles, but did you know Lucas has your motorcycle oil too? For years, Lucas has been blending high-performance motor and gear oils for the racing industry. That led to the development of true racing oils that far exceed all manufacturer specifications and can outlast other oils up to four times on the track or on the street. If you're a street cruiser or one that runs it wide open on the dirt, get Lucas high-performance motorcycle oil today. Check out lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Oil, the official oil of the freaks. You want to have one thing in common with drag racing legend John Force? Get yourself a set of Mac tools. The same Mac tools at the heart of John's 14 funny car titles. You can get them from thousands of independent Mac tool dealers and the Speed Freaks. Just go to speedfreaks.tv, sign up for a Mac tools mechanic of the month contest, and tell us why you or someone you know deserves a set of Mac tools. It's just that easy. The Mac tools mechanic of the month contest at speedfreaks.tv. Check it out. Continental Tire has the right tire for your ride. And if you're looking for some high-performance tires designed specifically for today's sports cars, then a set of Conti Sport Contact Tires are the choice. Did you know Continental currently holds the record for the world's fastest standard production tire, the VMAX? In fact, the entire lineup of Conti Sport Contact Tires deliver great handling and awesome performance you can feel. Find out more at ContinentalTire.com, the official tire of the Freak Nation. This isn't some other beer. This isn't a Bach 
an ale, a stout, or a pale. This isn't a cherry wheat or a berry wheat, and it doesn't taste like chocolate. This isn't some trendy microbrew. This is the perfect balance of flavor and refreshment. This is Budweiser. This is the great American lager. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This freaking segment is brought to you by Speed Zone. Get two hours of unlimited play for only $19.99. That's two hours of unlimited go-karts, dragsters, mini-golf, and video games, only $19.99. Get the coupon for big savings at SpeedZone.com. Speed Zone in the city of industry in Southern California. Speed Zone, the official adrenaline of Speed Freaks. Welcome back to Speed Freaks. Got Statman Carruthers, Crash Gladys. I'm Kenny Sargent. Your Jags freaking hotline, 8669 Freaks. Crash, you can also text us where? Text the word freak to 25827 and you be on the list. We've got a celebration of Scotty Coletta's life coming up next hour with a number of NHRA top fuel and funny car drivers. Do not miss that. But another cat celebrating. I'm going to say another cat celebrating, getting his first win, champion Grand Am Pilot. Through the rain, the fog, the snow, and Grandma's home, <laughs> Mid-Ohio winner, Alex Gurney. What's up, A.G.? Hey, not much. Thanks for having me on again. So my first question for you, what took you so G-damn long to get this win? This is your first win for the year. Yeah, I know. I don't know what was going on there. We, uh, you know, we led a lot of races this year. We just uh, couldn't seal the deal. So uh, definitely felt good to finally get it done. Well, you led a lot of races this year, but <laughs> this was not an easy one, Alex. So uh, it, how you chose this one to be your first win was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. I wish uh, I wish you guys could have seen from inside the car. It was uh, just crazy, just unbelievably slippery. And, you know, the rain would come down and it would slow down. And conditions were just changing all the time. And guys were sliding off the track all the time and hitting each other. And it was just wild. So it was good to come out unscathed. Alex Gurney, you get your first win so deep in the season. Last year, you had to go all the way to the last 10 minutes of the season to get the championship. Did that delay you in getting ready for this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, we, we plan on doing the same thing again this year. There's still uh, you know, half a season left, so that, that should be enough time to get back in the championship, even though uh, you know, Ganassi started it off really well. Yeah, here you guys are, mid-Ohio. You take the win. You hardly have any time to celebrate, and you have to get up at the freaking crack of dawn to go testing again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's up with that. They want me up at 630 to uh, go drive the car again. Now, we're, we're still here in mid-Ohio, and uh, it's still raining. So, uh, I don't mm. know. Maybe we'll get some more wet weather uh, stuff going. Alex Gurney, your winner from mid-Ohio, Grand Am Series here at Speed Freaks Pits. I, I think you might have caught a little bit of that cup race this afternoon where it was 82 degrees there in the – wine country of sonoma and here you are driving in the cold rain have you ever been called up to or even been called over to run in the the cup series gurney no not yet you know that's why i live in california that that weather um you know i haven't but i'm i'm definitely very interested um you know i have a good relationship with with gm and and pontiac is our uh our partner and 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 maybe there's something down the line that 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 they could help me with um but uh i'd love to run the road courses i'm I don't consider myself an oval guy, so uh, I'd love to keep doing the road racing. 
do you miss you were on the 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 down line to go and to open wheel i think i've asked you this before alex gurney but do you ever think back to what could have happened if oh uh, you mean uh, going to open wheel you mean? yeah yeah um well it, it, it you know it seems to have uh taken a, a pretty big hit and uh i don't know if i'd want to be there running running texas right now stuff stuff like that it looks uh those walls are hard. <laughs> or Richmond. I think Richmond's wow. their next stop, and that's going to be a crash and bang fest. Yeah, yeah. Alex Gurney, the son of Dan Gurney. Yeah, Dan Gurney. He joins us. Alex Gurney joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. We know we got, you notice we got about five minutes into that before you had to be Dan's son. <laughs> yeah, you, could, you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't just be the champion getting Damn the it. first race. You're always going to be Dan's son. That's all right. I'll take that. I waited five minutes for that stat. I didn't bust it out the first time. <laughs> hey, and I will say this. The ringers that they recruited over for the road course there in Sonoma in the Sprint Cup race this afternoon, the highest finisher, yeah. I think was 28th. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah those guys. I, I couldn't believe how competitive it was. I think I saw one of those sessions. It was it was like thirty guys within a second. I'm amazed. Yeah, they've 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 learned some things from Boris. Said I think Boris and and Scott Pruitt and those guys need to stop teaching them. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. You sound kind of tired. We're gonna let you get back to whatever you got next to in that bed. Hopefully, it's something that. <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty good. Looks pretty good, or tastes pretty good. I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about maybe some cold beverage. Oh, okay. okay. An adult beverage. Yeah, there you go. All right. In, in, in Lexington, Ohio, that's the that's, <laughs> that's the garden spot for adult beverages. Champagne from Winter Circle. Only my engineer is doing that right now. Right on. Hey, Gurney, go get some rest, buddy. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thanks, you guys. Congrats. The Freaks. This freaking segment is brought to you by Mopar. More than just the original equipment supplier of parts and accessories for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge vehicles, Mopar is an attitude, a culture, a way of life for thousands of enthusiasts around the world. Mopar, the official performance of Speed Freaks. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. The name Mopar is family, synonymous with the glory days of drag racing maybe two generations ago. But a new generation is discovering Mopar. It's tradition. And its bright future. Mopar has been uniquely successful at bringing its proud heritage into the 21st century. Today, Mopar is more than just original equipment and accessories for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge vehicles. Mopar is an attitude, a culture, and a way of life for thousands of enthusiasts around the world. On the street, at the track, or in the backwoods, Mopar rides with you. Investors, today's economic and political instability means it's more important than ever for you to create financial protection and upside potential. How can you do it? With an investment in gold. I'm Mark Alberian, president of Goldline, the nation's trusted source for gold and silver since 1960. Our clients have seen gold and silver more than double in the last three years, and many experts are predicting even greater increases. We make it easy for you to add gold and silver to your portfolio for as little as $1,000. I'm talking about real gold and silver, shipped to you with no sales tax or delivery fees. Find out how gold can protect you from inflation, a falling dollar, and world unrest. Call Goldline right now, and I'll send you a free investor's kit and CD. Call Goldline at 1-800-357-1382. Call Goldline right now for your free investor kit and CD. 
Call 1-800-357-1382. That's 1-800-357-1382. This is Matt Land, the voice of Dixie Chopper, the world's fastest lawnmower. Would you like to do something on the weekends other than just cut your grass? Would you like to go boating? Would you like to go golfing? How about spend a day at the races with the family? Well, you can do more of those things when you buy a Dixie Chopper. To find us, visit DixieChopper.com and click on Dealer Locator to find your friendly, fast Dixie Chopper dealer closest to you. Dixie Chopper, the official lawnmower of the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks is brought to you by Budweiser and the Casey Kane number nine Budweiser Dodge Charger. Budweiser, great American lager. Coming up, got some Jeff Gordon DVDs to give away. Keep the numbers handy 8669 Freaks. Email pitcrew at speedfreaks.tv. Also, we're going to celebrate the life of Scotty Coletta, fallen funny car pilot from Englishtown. You've seen the accident. Well, what we're going to do is celebrate his life. We have some of the biggest names in NHRA coming in to talk about it. Going to get Corey McLennathan in here, J.R. Todd, Tony Schumacher, Tim Wilkerson, your funny car winner. Tim Wilkerson should be joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And you, Freak Nation, if you want to send a message out to the Coletta family, you text us. Text the word FREAK and your message to 25827. You got a message for the Coletta family? For fallen funny car pilot Scotty Coletta, text the word FREAK and your message to 25827. Also got some Fathead sunglasses to give away. That's Fatheads with a Z. Log on to fatheads.com to find some shades for you. Man, it's been a big old show. Of course, all of us, a little, it's the, the scenario of the heavy heart when you lose a, I'm not going to say a comrade because we're not racers, but we, we cover the, cover motorsports and it's a guy that we've actually had on the show, and I hope to be able to get to that interview sometime within this segment, maybe next segment, where Stat, Crash, and myself had a chance to catch up with Scotty Coletta four years ago. Had some great, great stories. And in moments, we're going to span the Freak Nation to talk about a number of things, including Sonoma, Formula One, drag racing. Right, Crash? You keep looking at me shaking your head. You're about on it, aren't you? Uh- <laughs> Well, we span the Freak Nation like we always do, going to all the big motorsports around the world, from Iowa to Sonoma to Englishtown, you name it. Time for another freaking episode of Spinning, Spinning, the Freak Nation. All right, Statman, we got Ringmaster checking in with a little bit of Formula One side. Go ahead, Statman. Ring. I'm here, baby. How you doing, partner? (laughs) You and I both are are huge Lewis Hamilton fans for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, But he qualified uh, third, was pushed back to 13th today for a penalty, finished 10th. Does this put him out of the the chase for the championship? Well, it appears the honeymoon is indeed over. But uh, remember, he's one victory away from being right back at the top of the list. So let's not count him out yet. But uh, there is time for concern. Two races back-to-back, the first time that's happened to him. So Felipe Massa wins today. And uh, uh, second was Kimi Raikkonen. The Forbes top celebrity list came out this week. Had uh, Kimi ahead, uh, he was the number one motorsports guy in the list, ahead of Jeff Gordon and uh, even Fernando Alonso was ahead of Dale Jr. Uh, Does that mean that uh, F1 is a lot stronger than Americans would like to believe? 
a global scale, yes, uh, it is. But uh, with Kimmy, if you listen to him talk today, if you understood what he said, I'll pay you money because I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but uh, uh, I will tell you this. Uh, Fernando Alonso, from a marketing standpoint, and you'll love this crash, Fernando Alonso was the worst – marketing numbers guy as far as you know return on investment and revenue of the past six formula one world champions his merchandise went nowhere <laughs> so the the spaniards don't spend money or he just didn't uh endear himself to people outside of spain uh both and all three <laughs> okay. nice. ringmaster. Well, then. <laughs> hey ringmaster thanks for checking in buddy not a problem guys Now with Crasher, Kurt Cavan from Indianapolis Star. Go ahead, Crash. Hey there, Kurt. It had to have been pretty relieving, somewhat of a a fun escape for those people in Iowa to see a, a great IndyCar race today in Iowa. What are the drivers doing to help the flood and tornado victims? One thing, like uh, Tony Stewart did the week before for his his families and friends back in Columbus, Indiana. But these drivers got out on Thursday, met with the people, had a chance to really kind of get in it emotionally. And I think it did a lot of good for the drivers themselves. I think we all take our lot in lives uh, a little too seriously sometimes. We think we've got it difficult in some cases, but these people really under a lot of water and a lot of pressure and a lot of stress here in Iowa. Did you witness or did you see any of that awful flooding as you were flying into Iowa? No question. Actually, I drove in from Indianapolis, and it was uh, the Mississippi River was just unbelievably high. I didn't see a lot in the homes and in the neighborhoods and, of course, like in Cedar Rapids in the downtown area. But you could tell if you're downstream of Cedar Rapids that uh, something pretty pretty spectacular has happened in that city and, and not for the good. Mm. Well, regarding IndyCar, is this just going to be a Ganassi runaway with the championship? I mean, I know Scott finished fourth, and he's the guy leading the points, but it is kind of – we're seeing a lot of that Target logo in victory lane this year. Yeah, that's five wins among eight races uh, between Dixon and Weldon. And I think think the championship will ultimately be won by Dixon, and I think Weldon will have his few wins. But, you know, Castro Neves has been pretty consistent, and yet he's a full race behind now at this point. I think that says just how good Dixon's been, not only this year, but in the last year and a half. Kurt Cavan with your open-wheel insight checking in with the Indianapolis Star. Double C. Thanks for coming to the Freak Nation, buddy. Any time. We'll hold you to it, damn it. <laughs> Speed Freaks. Talking NASCAR. Now in the Speed Freaks pits, Tom Jensen from Racer Magazine. Tom Jensen, so much for those ringers coming in to Sonoma and trying to take away some of that Sprint Cup money with Ron Fellows finishing as high as, what, 28th, 29th? Well, there hadn't been a road course ringer who's won a road course race yet. Uh, in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. There's been a couple guys who've, who've come close. But Kyle Busch was really amazing today. He led 78 out of the last 80 laps. And the thing that should really worry the competition is he's not a particularly good road racer. And not only did he not get passed under green the entire time he was in the lead, nobody ever even got close to him. Nobody even got alongside him. Nobody pressured him at the end. It was shocking the ease he displayed in winning. Tom Jensen with Racer Magazine. Then what the hell is it? Is it is it uh, the car? Is it his coaching? What is it? Well, I think certainly part of it's the car. The, the Joe Gibbs Toyotas have been, been strong all year. And the other thing is, too, Kyle is on a mission. He has, he has dedicated this year to proving Rick Hendrick wrong. 
for cutting him loose last year in favor of Dale Earnhardt. And, you know, he's really motivated this year, and he's focused, and, and he wants to win like nobody I've seen in a long time. And he's young, and he just doesn't know any better. He puts his foot to the floor and, and gets her done. Well, you know, Kyle's getting it done, but his teammate, Tony Stewart, some people are still shaking their heads thinking, is this guy distracted? Is he already looking in the in the future and wanting to do his own thing? I know he had a pretty decent run going today until he got caught up in something, but Kyle's doing well and Tony's not. Is there any explanation there? Well, I think Tony's got a lot on his plate right now. He's trying to decide what his future is. You know, in all probability, he's going to leave the team in 2010, although that hasn't been decided definitely. He's got other interests. You know, he's got Eldora, uh, the world-famous dirt track in Ohio. And and the truth of the matter is, when you're 38 years old and you've already had a great deal of success, as Tony has had, you maybe lose that little last one-tenth of one percent of drive and ambition. Kyle's still trying to prove himself. And that, I think, is the biggest difference. Good point. We continue to spin, span the Freak Nation here. And Mr. Jensen with Racer Magazine joins us. Mauricio Grant, Mauricio, Mauricia Grant, the young woman who's suing NASCAR uh, for $225 million. What's the latest right. on that lawsuit? Uh, I haven't really heard anything this weekend. The latest is they suspended with pay two crewmen, but. Um, I guess the, the case is going to go go to court, and uh, NASCAR is doing an investigation. The, the thing that's really odd about it is, and, it, and look, I want to go on the record right now saying I'm not saying her she's got a good case, a bad case, whatever. I don't know, and frankly, I don't care. But um, the one thing that that I find really interesting is she never apparently never, ever complained to anyone at NASCAR. You know, they have periodic HR reviews and, and that all the employees have to go through. And, and I don't doubt that a race racing garage is a, a sexist atmosphere. And, and But uh, she never, ever complained. And, and I, I just find that weird. She never complained to anyone, any of her higher-ups? Correct. I thought her suit was alleging that she did, but maybe not. You know, I I have not read the documentation, uh, so I can't comment on that. But the NASCAR officials here this weekend, because I asked them about it, and they said, you know, she was given ample opportunity, and she never did. So. You, you you know what they're talking about, Statman, where they're talking about they're saying that she didn't go the proper channels to make the complaints. I believe that's what it was, Tom well, Jensen. The, well, part of the yeah. issue is that the people that were, she says, the people that were harassing her were people she should have complained to. And that's, uh, you know, she according to her suit, though, she did file some complaints and did follow, uh, follow up with what she should have done, uh, no matter what NASCAR is saying. <laughs> Let's just say, Tom, it's going to get ugly. Well, I find it interesting that somebody could work somewhere a year and a half and ask for more money as a settlement than Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and Tony Stewart have made in their combined racing careers. But, you know, maybe that's just me. Well, that is Tom Jensen, Racer Magazine. Tom, do you have a current article at Racer.com? I do. I have one on uh, Richard Childress Racing and, and their 
renaissance in the early part of the season. Nice. And how appropriate when you're in wine country and Childress has that awesome vineyard. He does have an awesome vineyard. <laughs> and you know what? The microbrews out here are pretty good, too. I've been finding that out. <laughs> nice. Tom Jensen from Racer Magazine checking in and spanning the Freak Nation. Thanks, Tommy. You got it. That's awesome. Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks. Talking drag racing. Louis Brewster joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits from the Inland Valley Bulletin. A little bit of drag racing insights. That man, go ahead with Louis. Louis, I understand, <clears throat> understand you are in Michigan. How the Michigan papers uh, treat the Scott Coletta uh, story? Uh, the team is based there just outside of Detroit. Right. Uh, I was down in uh, down by Ypsilanti today, and it's been the lead story of the Ann Arbor paper, the sports, and uh, it's been all the, the uh, TV stations. You know, they've treated it well because he was a, a local kid here from Mont Clements, and, uh, you know, the team is headquartered out of Ypsilanti. So, uh, you know, and, and the Clutters are a big name in Michigan, uh, as is Rouch. But uh, for drag racing, you know, Clutta has been a, a big name here for, for, what, 30, 40 years. Yeah, it's part of the economy. You've been a guy that's always been uh, unafraid to speak his mind. A uh, little bit of research I did this week, uh, this weekend, showed that the NHRA, some of their tracks are, are frankly pretty old and maybe haven't kept up with the, the uh, safety aspects to meet the speeds that some of these cars are turning. Now, I don't want to say that that's uh, had something to do with uh, Scotty's death, but do you think that the NHRA, the NASCAR took huge hits. Do you think NHRA should have to answer some of these questions soon? Well, well Statman, here's the deal. Uh, when was the last time a funny car driver died? Uh, you know, last year we had Eric Medlin that passed away after a testing accident. But previous to that, I mean, it was 20, 25 years before a funny car driver had been killed. And not at the speeds these guys are going. Then all of a sudden, in two years, you have one uh, testing accident. You have the John Force uh, incident in Dallas. Now you have Scott, uh, uh, Scott Coletta. And uh, what's what's up with, with with the cars? Why all of a sudden are are they losing control at mid track, uh, burning off their parachutes, uh, breaking in half? Uh, you know, John has spent a lot of money on trying to uh, make these cars safer. And some guys were. Had, had opposed John, as you know, some of the safety measures, but there, there needs to be some kind of a uh, real hard look at not only the tracks, which are somewhat outdated, and if you saw the video clip, you saw that there was virtually, what, maybe a half-mile runoff area. That's not enough for over 300 oh, no. miles an hour. And this was, a, this was an accident. Yesterday's accident was very similar to the one you and I witnessed at Pomona with Del Worsham a couple of years ago. Do you think that the... Um the 90% nitro that they let them uh, go up to this year, you think that has something to do with what appears to be an awful lot of mid-track explosions this year? It does. and, and But you got to remember, a couple of years ago, they were running 95%. You know, they, was, they were just uh, off the board, and, and they weren't having accidents there. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the uh, crew chief. I don't know how that all works, but... Uh, all of a sudden, we do have, uh, you know, some serious incidents over the last uh, two years. And I think they really have to look at this stuff and find out, you know, what, uh, what what's causing it. Is it a, I don't think this was a tire issue. This was just, and again, I'm, I don't have firsthand information, but uh, it seemed to me like the throttle stuck. And he hit that retaining wall at the end of the, the trap, just, you know, going full force. 
Inland Valley Bulletin, Louis Brewster, helping us span the Freak Nation. LB, thanks for staying up and coming in the Freak Nation, buddy. Hey, uh, I'm going to tell you something. Kurt is right, because I went through Iowa last week. And to give you a, a, an indication of how deep that water was, you know, we've all been to baseball games. We've all seen the outfield fence. That's all you could see in some of these ballparks is the outfield fence. It's very oh, tough. Wow. So that's five, six feet, you know, and uh, I feel for those people. Uh, inside of a stadium, so it had to get through the walls of the well, building. Well, these are just, uh, uh, you know, just regular little league or pony league parks. But the fact that uh, you know, the, the concession stands were all you could see were the rooftops. I saw a lot of rooftops, mm. and uh, it was just water. And uh, 15 years ago, I made the same trip, and a similar thing happened. So, you know, maybe I'm the guy. Maybe, you know, I, sh- I should bring pestilence back to California. <laughs> don't let them don't let them know in Iowa, dude. You'll be chased back with no problem. I'm not going through there on the way back. <laughs> thanks, Brewster. Hey, thanks, guys. Time for another freaking episode of Spinning, Spinning, the Freak Nation. That's what we do here in the Freak Nation. Formula One, a little IndyCar, some NASCAR, some drag racing. As we will celebrate, Dougie. Excuse me. I'm. I'm that's. Is it my first mistake to say it? this? This. This live show? I know I did on a pre No, you're fine. It's Scotty uh, Coletta. Celebrate, celebrate the life of Scotty Coletta. Funny car driver, Scotty Coletta, lost his life yesterday afternoon. English Town Raceway. Two-time NHRA top fuel champion. Scotty Coletta lost his life. We've got a number of drivers scheduled to come in and talk about it, including Corey Mack, J.R. Todd, Tony Schumacher, your top fuel winner. It's my understanding they're all hanging out at Coletta's pits. Really... Just kind of celebrating, you know, shooting the bull, telling stories about it. Well, that's what a lot of the guys are doing. They, it's been sad all day. There have been right. tears. I talked to Ben Marshall, one of the guys that works on the Kalita Motorsports Camp, and he's he's driven. He's driven top field dragsters as well, and he said that it, it has been a very hard day there for the team, for everybody involved. There have been a lot of tears shed, but he said thank you so much to the racing community. They were shocked by how many people brought cards, flowers, gifts in honor of Scott. And I know we've got people calling into the show that Let's want to give to tributes to Scott. Right but anyway, he just said thank you, thank you to all of you out there. If you want to send some more messages to the Kalita Camps, send them an email at champion at com, Or you could text us. Text the word FREAK to 25827 and your message to the Coletta family. We'll pass it on to them. Kevin, 34, in New York. You're on with Speed Freaks. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, no, I'm from New Jersey. Oh, hey there. I, I can't make that mistake. From New Jersey. Go ahead, <laughs> Kevin. That's a, that's okay. Actually, I met you out in uh, Las Vegas uh, probably about two years ago. Actually, I sent Crash her picture with me from Las Vegas because um, I'm one of her friends on her MySpace page, and she kept sending me messages back. It's not a bad picture, is it? Hey, Kevin, <laughs> that's awesome. You got a message for the Coletta family? Uh, yes. Actually, um, my dad uh, actually raced with Connie when he used to come to ACO Raceway way back in the 60s, and he actually had seen Scott grow up at the track over over the years in the 60s before, you know, he got big into the racing with his dad. So, you know, I, I was saddened to hear that because we were actually at Englishtown Friday on our way down to see Scott and Connie and everybody before they left the track Friday night, and we ended up missing them. Kevin, Aww. thank you for calling in and sharing your message with the Coletta family and the Freak Nation, buddy. We really appreciate it. 
No problem. And tell Crash not to be scared the next time I send her a message. Tell her they're not bad pictures. <laughs> we never got to hang. We never got to hang out Friday night. You guys left too soon. Uh, <laughs> all right, Kevin, check it in yeah, from New Jersey. Right. <laughs> I made the mistake of saying New York. Damn it, man! I'm no, I'm no fool. And he Ronnie? was there. He was there at English Town on Friday. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to celebrate the life of Scotty Coletta, NHRA funny car driver who lost his life. Not to be flippant about it. Just going to celebrate his life. I think he'd want it that way. Oh yeah. As the sticker said on the side of the cars that were driving in his honor, he said it's five o'clock somewhere. Well. Scotty Clinton will celebrate his life with a number of NHRA funny car top fuel drivers. And I'm in a given mood right now. Got some DVDs to give away. Jeff Gordon, Inside Access from our friends at Genius Entertainment. In stores now. Pick it up. Jeff Gordon DVDs. First two callers who could tell us where did Jeff Gordon finish in today's Toyota Save Mart 350 in Sonoma, California? What place? Where did he finish? Where did Jeff Gordon finish? You're going to take home this DVD and a few surprises here in your freaking package. More freaks coming up. Let me give you the freaking number. 8669-FREAKS. 866-937-3257. It would help if I give that out, right? 8669-FREAKS. First two callers. Where did Jeff Gordon finish today in the Sonoma race? Sprint Cup Sonoma race. 8669-FREAKS. Good evening, my fellow citizens. talked last week about motor racing as entertainment. Well, the Forbes list of the top 100 celebrities appeared this week, apparently ignoring NASCAR's reported 75 million fans. Instead, it measured real things like earnings, Google hits, media mentions, and magazine cover appearances. Oprah Winfrey tops the list, followed by Tiger Woods. The first motor racer was Formula One defending champion Kimi Raikkonen at 36, followed by NASCAR star Jeff Gordon at 37, behind names like 50 Cent, Dr. Phil and Hannah Montana. Former F1 champ Fernando Alonso was 43rd, ahead of the name breathlessly in every American media mouth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. at 52. To Gordon and Jr.'s credit, though, no other American motor racing celebrities were on the list. Argue if you want about who's missing, but here's a big shut-up to those who want to put you-know-who center stage when maybe they barely qualify for the celebrity chorus, despite those 75 million fans, wherever they are. Peace. Out of nine Formula One fans, shave their legs with a curling iron and a splash of cheese whiz. Ooh, that's hot. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Speed Freaks is brought to you by Budweiser and the Casey Kane number nine Budweiser Dodge Charger. Budweiser, great American lager. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. At Continental Tire, they have the right tire for your ride. The Continental Contact Series of tires are available for whatever you drive. High-performance sports car, touring sedan, minivan, light truck, or SUV. Protect your most valuable assets, you, your family, and your vehicle. Demand quality, demand performance, demand Continental. To find a retailer near you, visit ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, the official tire of the Freak Nation. 
The name Mopar is family, synonymous with the glory days of drag racing maybe two generations ago. But a new generation is discovering Mopar, its tradition, and its bright future. Today, Mopar is more than just original equipment and accessories for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge vehicles. Mopar is an attitude on the street, at the track, or in the backwoods. Mopar rides with you. After all, Mopar is family. Listen. Are you worried about record oil prices or the BS going on in the housing crisis or what you could do to protect your backside against recession or inflation? Consider an investment in gold. Just call Goldline for a free investor's kit, 800-352-1382. Gold has gained, what, maybe an average of 20% per year since 2001, and gold still remains well below its all-time high when adjusted for inflation. With as little as 1000 bucks, baby, you can add real gold to your portfolio. That's actual gold shipped directly to you. Gold could help you diversify your investments, and you could do it with one of the nation's oldest and largest gold dealers. Call 800-357-1382, and Goldline will send you a free gold investor's kit and DVD. Call right now. You'll also get a coupon for free delivery of your first order. Don't be an a-hole and delay. Call Goldline right now. 800-357-1382. 800-357-1382. This freaking segment is brought to you by Speed Zone. Come on out and join them July 4th weekend. Get behind the wheel of four racing tracks with real dragsters that go from 0 to 70 in 3.5 seconds. Play some mini golf, exciting videos. It's all right there. Then relax in the cafe and bar. It's Speed Zone in the city of industry in Southern California. Get there fast. Scotty Coletta, NHRA funny car driver, lost his life. Englishtown Raceway yesterday afternoon. You've seen it all over the news. ESPN News, ESPN, YouTube. We're going to celebrate his life. Have several drivers lined up to come in the Freak Nation. Tony Schumacher, Corey Mack, J.R. Todd, geez, Tim Wilkerson, and more. But this is from over four years ago. Scotty Coletta came in the Speed Freaks pits when we were doing a local broadcast for our Phoenix affiliate, Extra Sports 910. Scotty Coletta talking about his return to drag racing. Why? Why did he do it? Scotty Coletta here in the Speed Freaks pits. I didn't actually initially disappear. It was to the Caymans. Number one, but which is even better. But uh, and I didn't do it immediately. I mean, I, I I went back. I had to get priorities in line, and I spent time with my business, my my airline. Then I ended up selling it, and then I went to the Caymans. And as soon as I sold the business, yes, I went to the Caymans, and I wasn't there very long. I thought, you know, I miss it. So we actually started trying to put a sponsor together two years before we finally put something together last June. Wow. So it took two years. We um, got Scott Coletta here in the Speed Freaks pits, top fuel pilot, Coletta Air. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a freight hauler. Right. Freight hauler, just a huge multi, multi-million dollar company across the world. If you're going to give us the brief story for the Phoenix Freak Nation, listening, listening right now, of your dad when the plane, was it, did it get hijacked one time? It was attempted. Explain that if you can in about 60 seconds. Well, this um, uh, mentally ill individual came in and said that he wanted to charter an aircraft. Okay, and he looked really messed up, you know. And uh, this is a pretty close situation. Because my wife was a dispatcher at the time at the Mm -hmm. airline. 
and uh, they they thought something was wrong. They walked him back to dispatch, started talking, this and that, you know, thought something was up, and uh, grabbed my wife, and he guy had a knife, and somehow she managed to get away and get underneath a desk, and my dad happened to finally get in, get there, and he talked him into, come on, where do you, wherever you want to go, let's go, let's get on the airplane. Well, that was his biggest mistake because. My dad was quite the brawler. <laughs> you think? In, was. in his day. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's getting a little older, so he's a little more mellow. But anyway, uh, got him in the airplane. That was his biggest mistake. The guy still had his knife, and my dad didn't care. You know, the door was closed, and the gloves were off, and the guy got his ass beat. And uh, the dad, my dad had a couple of, you know, stitches. and In his hand. This happened on the plane. On the plane with the engines running. And uh, on the tarmac, oh. and uh, you know, uh, they opened. He opened the door, and the FBI is sitting out there, and threw him out, and shut the <laughs> engines off, and went back to his office. <laughs> oh my well, God. Only in drag racing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> only with Connie Coletta. Scott Coletta, thank you very much for being a part of the local edition here in Phoenix of the Speed Freaks Freak Nation. Four and a half years ago, Scotty Collette in the Speed Freaks Pits, as you heard from our Phoenix affiliate as we're doing it up from a bar. That was That was, fun that was just vintage Scott Collette as we celebrate the life of funny car driver Scotty Collette. that much fun. He yeah. was that much fun. Oh, he was at that particular party. I mean, a lot of the drivers stayed and had fun with us, but you know what? He stayed the yeah. longest, and we just had a great time hanging out with and him. And we're going to celebrate his life. You saw what happened, unfortunately, Saturday afternoon with Scotty Collette at Englishtown Raceway. Lost his life. But damn it, we're going to do what he would like to do is celebrate his life. Going to do it quickly with a number of NHRA drivers with some stories they may have about Scotty Coletta. Joining us now, one of our faves, top fuel pilot, Corey Mack, joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. Corey, you got a story about Scotty Coletta? Oh, which one do you want? <laughs> I got plenty. That's for one sure. that we could share with the, the Freak Nation. <laughs> well, you know what? Probably the, the, one of the funniest. Scott and I used to go back and forth. When Scott was running Top Fuel, I mean, he, we were always fighting, battling for championships. So he, it was like money was no object with him. So every time he'd try to one-up me with something, we'd try to one-up him. I mean, everything from sky riding, you know, saying uh, Scott Coletta's Corey Mack's biggest fan <laughs> to uh, me, me getting Jimmo and John O to put pink parachutes on his race car. It says, I love Corey Mack on the parachute and get, you know, get the guys at the top end to take pictures of it. I mean, I had his own guys working for me. I mean, that was, that's the only way to go when you're doing pranks. But, I mean, the probably the funniest one, and Scott really got me with this one because I walked in a hotel room one time, kind of walked in the bathroom and, and not even thinking about it, Looked at the curtain. The curtain was shut, and I thought, "Man, that's that's kind of odd, you know." Just getting in town here, walking in, and I turn around. I'm like, "You know what? You think Scott? Nah, Scott through here." And of course, I get over there and I pull that curtain open. It's a stand-up Joe Amato. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I mean, he got me. He got me really good. I mean, it. It. I jumped back like you've got to be kidding me. You know, I grabbed that thing and walked down the hall and I went right to the desk. Okay, what room is Scott Clint in? Took it right to his room, <laughs> threw it at him and shut the door. And I mean, I was, I was hot. You know, but it was. It's just one of those things. Scott was a huge prankster. I mean, everything from that to I had the guys put a, a, a pink. Um, 
license plate bracket on the back of his hauler. And then this is back when Scott used to drive the hauler a lot. And we were both kind of privateering at the time. So we were both on the road a lot. He drove an 18-wheeler. I drove an 18-wheeler. This is back when I had the Mac Attack car. And I put a pair uh, a new license plate bracket on his car. It says, honk if you're gay. And, <laughs> and this stayed on there for like three races. So one day I finally walked into the back and he's sitting there doing the typical Scott thing. He's got a beer in one hand, cigar in the other. And I said, Scott, I said, take a look down there. And man, I mean, typical Scott Coletta, you know, talk about Connie and that knife guy. I mean, he came after me when he got done running after me, and then he went back and he ripped that thing off with one hand and just threw it down. And he was so pissed at Jimmo and Jono because they used to help me get him all the time. Nice. So, we had a lot of fun together, though. That was uh, some, some really good times there. NHRA, top fuel pilot, telling some stories about – the one and only Scotty Coletta, Corey Mack here in the Speed Freaks Pits. C-Mac, as always, thank you for coming in and sharing those stories, buddy. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. Corey Mack, NHRA Top Fuel Pilot, coming in here. We're going to pass it the baton over to a youngin, J.R. Todd. We're looking for a quick story. J.R. Todd, NHRA Top Fuel Pilot, as we celebrate the life of Scotty Coletta. J.R., you got a story? about? All right. Well, let's let's hear what that story is, J.R. Todd, without dropping an F-bomb. <laughs> I'm sorry. Last year in uh, Atlanta, you know, we're having a good old time over at uh, Worsham Spit Area playing Flippy Cups. But some of you people on the West Coast might know what Flippy Cup is, but uh, Scott wasn't too good at it. Next thing you know, we're over playing Flippy Cup at Worsham's Pit, and Scott and uh, Jimmo show up, and they got a chair in their hand. like It's like big-time wrestling. So, like, what are they doing, you know? And next thing you know, they're playing flippy cup, and uh, Dell gets hold of the chair and he cracks Scott in the head with it. I mean, he hits him hard. It didn't drop Scott to the ground, but it, it should have. But Scott's, you know, he's pretty much a hard ass and whatever. Next thing you know, Scott's chasing Dell around the pit area. He's ready to clean his cloth just because he got hit upside the head with a chair, and Dell's wanting to hit him. And he's so mad, he has no idea what's going on. We're trying to play flippy cup. And all he wants to do is claim Orson's clock. And it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Real quick, JR, before you hang up, what the hell is Flippy Cup? Oh, Flippy Cup's fun. Real quick, what, what's Flippy, Flippy Cup? Flippy Cup is it's like, a, in all honesty, I mean, it relates to us. It's like a drag race to, to try and drink beer as fast as you can. It's like even that much beer. It's maybe like not even a shot glass in a little plastic bread cup, you know, you're plastic cups you buy at the dollar store or Walmart, wherever. And you get four or five people per team. And we had a decent amount of people playing in uh, Worsham's Pit in Atlanta. And Scott couldn't grasp the concept on how to play. And, and I mean, he sucked at it. <laughs> he, he was doing the opposite of what you should do. And the loser had to take a shot of Jägermeister. Well, Scott, and instead of taking a shot of beer, which what you're supposed to do to keep the game going, he, te- he kept taking a shot of Jägermeister. And Dell was getting pissed, so what he did was took the chair that Scott and Jimmo brought and cracked him outside the head, you know? God. And next thing I know, Dell is hiding underneath the table from Scott. And Scott's mad. He, I mean, he's seriously mad. He said the only thing that could have made, this, made it even was instead of firing up the, uh, the Margarita or the Blue Match or anything like that, the, uh, the World Finals, was having a cage match with him. <laughs> Scott Coletta and Del Worsham, one on one, which they never did, which I wish they would have. Which Scott's name at that time, I mean, 
That's from a night, and what's going on, that's not Scott Coletta. His name is Eddie Coletta. What? If you read the in memory stickers, it says Scott Eddie Coletta. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Eddie. And he was out that night. I mean, I mean, anybody who knows Eddie, he's a lot of fun, and, I mean, that's what he's all about. JR, great freaking story, dude. Go back to what the hell are you doing so you can drop some F-bombs, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm sorry about the F-bombs. <laughs> it's all right, man. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. All right. J.R. Todd, NHRA top fuel pilot, shared stories about Scotty Coletta. Wow. Celebrating the life of NHRA funny car pilot. Corey Mack have some great stories. Great stories. Coming up next, NHRA funny car winner from Englishtown. I want to miss this one. You got Wilk? Well, we got him. Mr. Wilkerson. Coming up next, Speed Freak Spits. This freaking segment is brought to you by Dixie Chopper, the world's fastest lawnmower. Try one out today at your local Dixie Chopper dealer. To find the closest dealer to you, go to DixieChopper.com. Dixie Chopper, the official lawnmower of Speed Freaks. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. $4 gas making your life miserable? Certainly giving me the blues, but the freaks are coming to your rescue. We're offering free replays of Speed Freaks broadcasts available on demand 24-7 from iTunes. Subscribe at iTunes or SpeedFreaks.tv. You'll be notified whenever there's new audio or video on the Jags media page. Then go to iTunes and download away. Think about that. The next time you pump in that $4 gas. If you don't believe it, go to SpeedFreaks.tv. It's all there. Where else can you get free stuff these days? Hey, Speed Freaks, it's Kenny Sargent giving you the guarantee to stop your leaks in power steering units with Lucas Oil Power Steering Stop Leak or your money back. It corrects rack and pinion problems, and Lucas Oil Power Steering Stop Leak is totally effective in reducing slack, squeals, and hard spots in worn rack and pinions. Your results will be immediate and long-lasting. Quit wasting your time and money. Get Lucas Oil Power Steering Stop Leak, guaranteed to stop seal leaks and power steering units or your money back. Swing by your favorite auto parts dealer and pick up some Lucas Oil Power Steering Stop Leak today. This isn't some other beer. This isn't a Bach, an ale, stout or a pale this isn't a cherry wheat or a berry wheat and it doesn't taste like chocolate this isn't some trendy microbrew this is the perfect balance of flavor and refreshment this is Budweiser this is the great American lager Anheuser-Busch St. Louis, Missouri Bopar, it's more than the OE supplier in parts and accessories for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge. Bopar's imprint is rooted in the biggest names in motorsports. Casey Kane and Don Schumacher Racing, Big Daddy Don Garland, Stifting Champion Sam Huvenet, and more. It's a family of teams and drivers representing the awesome attitude and culture that Mopar has come to symbolize. You got a Chrysler, Dodge, or Jeep in your stable? Then do what the pros do and go with authentic Mopar parts. Log on to Mopar.com to find out more. Mopar, the performance in Speed Freaks. This freaking segment is brought to you by the Lucas Oil Motorsports Hour on the Versus Network. Coming up this Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern, Super Trucks and Demolition Derby. Check your local listings to find out more details or log on to motorsportshour.com. It's the Lucas Oil Motorsports Hour on Versus. Now in the Speed Freaks Pits, your NHRA funny car winner from English Town and as we've been saying throughout the show, everybody's here in the motorsports arena with a heavy heart, and this guy specifically. Would you please welcome winner again from Englishtown, Tim Wilkerson. What's up there, Timmy? 
guys, fellas and gals. How are we doing? Hanging in there, I, I guess. It's it's yeah. hard, but you know what? It, I was really happy for you because this has been such a good season for you, and, and you were still able to keep that mojo going, I guess, even in light of everything that's been going on. Good job, Tim. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we're we're just working as hard as we can on our race car, and some days it shows, and some days we don't do as well as we like, but uh, we're having a pretty good year, and um, you know, just a tragic uh, a tragic event, you know, a series of events this weekend with Scott and and you know our heart just goes out to Conrad and the family. They're, they're just they're just such true racers that uh, you know you, you have to feel in your heart that uh, Scott would want you to go on. And so you know what the heck that's what we're going to do. Tim Wilkerson raced a funny car winner and a points leader. Congratulations on a spectacular oh, yeah. season again. Uh, yeah. But the uh, the the teams this year uh, have sort of rallied around, and it seems like, and I'm on the outside all the way across the country, but it seems like a lot of the drivers are looking at uh, what's happened and saying maybe we need to ask some questions here. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. But, you know, I mean... What are what are some uh, one of the things that they mentioned is that I even heard Jim Head, who was the top qualifier in Funny Car this weekend, say that maybe at some of these older tracks that maybe we ought to stop at a thousand feet and not go the full thirteen twenty. Yeah, I mean you're never going to get NHRA to do that, I don't think, because it's just not in their not in their blood to go backwards on speed and backwards on on the on the racetrack. They're not going to you're not going to get them to do that. But we do need to. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Uh, I don't I just don't think you're going to get the you're just not going to get the event uh, the event series people to do that kind of thing because they think that's what the fans come to see. But I don't know if you pulled the fans if they wouldn't tell you that you know what in these places that are short we'd rather see the safety. Uh, and you hate to hate to say that, but you know I was asked today in, in the media room. You know you felt safe racing here today, and I said, well, did the sand trap get any longer? No. Did the catch net get any higher? No, I mean so. No, it's not. I didn't feel safe racing here today. But you know, unfortunately, I guess I'm not smart enough to stay home. I, I and you, you feel like you really wanted to. It just was a the, watching Scott's deal. Uh, honestly, I don't know if we'd have been anywhere if the if it would have ended up any different. Um, he, he was just traveling at such a high rate of speed and and hitting the net at such a high rate of speed. I just don't know that the human body would have took it anywhere. So, with that being said, we gotta we we can maybe make ourselves feel that that this, the circumstances that he went through, you know, couldn't have been avoided anywhere else. But at the same time, this place has got a tremendous short, you know, uh, uh, sand trap area, and the net's substandard, and you know, it, it was just bad. The whole deal was bad, and and I I'm not a racetrack owner. I'm not a NHRA, I'm just a guy racing, and, and I just feel that there's some, some things that could be done that could make it a little safer here and there, and there's a half a dozen issues that we complain about as a group constantly that that sometimes happen, you know, that, that they work on and sometimes they ignore them, but, you know, we got scoreboards that are right against the side of the wall, and that's kind of a dangerous thing if the car could get over the top and hit them, and, and their argument is, well, yeah, but we've seen the car's 150 feet away from the the wall before and and, you know tony schumacher's incident in memphis so freak things still happen and i guess as long as we know that freak things could happen that's the way we have to live with it so but i don't know i I agree with you guys a little bit and i agree with jim head jim head's an engineer and he sees a lot of things that could be better and and he's a smart guy 
and that's what we need, some smart guys to get behind this deal and fix it. So, anyway, you know, I, I'm, I'm rambling on. I apologize. No, but you know, Tim Wilkerson, you mentioned Tony Schumacher, and he almost hit that tree in Memphis several years ago, and they cut the tree down the next year. So they yeah. are able to respond, and let's hope they respond this time. That's exactly right. That's what. That's just what I said. You know, we when when we lost Eric Medlin, I feel we learned something from that. You know, we have safer cars now. John Medlin and John Ford. And Ford they spent a tremendous amount of money and a tremendous amount of time on making sure that these cars are as safe as they can be. So God bless them guys. And now we need to learn something from Scott's accident. We need to make sure that we have tracks like this that have substandard, you know, shutdown areas and, and they're, they're old and it's just the cars are going too fast and we need to have that kind of thought process at least anyway. Not that this is a dangerous, bad place. It's not any different than probably a dozen other tracks. So, I mean, the Nap, the, the Nap family does a tremendous job here, and it's a great facility. Hell, the surface was smooth as silk. I mean, we were running 80s today in a 120-degree racetrack. I mean, that's something to be said for the, the way the track was prepared and, and their commitment to drag racing. So to bash them is wrong. I'm not doing that. So I want to make sure everybody understands that. It's just that, like you said, we need to we need to analyze these situations and be proactive and move on and make sure that it doesn't happen again or do the best to fix it. It's somewhat of a humble celebration with the guy on the phone with us right now, NHRA funny car winner from English Town. Tim Wilkerson joins us here in Speed Freaks Pits. And Tim, I believe it was on NHRA race day this morning where you made an emotional statement about you calling your son and talking to him about about getting or not getting into racing. And, of course, is Tim Wilkerson, NHRA Funny Car Pilot, winner from Englishtown, New Jersey. You want to find that answer, what he says? Talking about his son, racing or not racing. Go to speedfreaks.tv. It'll be up on our website. We'll have family, the full Coletta tribute up on our website. Exactly. All those Coletta interviews family, we had you're this in our hour. hearts. You're in our thoughts and prayers. Good luck to you, Coletta family, and thank you, Freak Nation, for your support. That's Statman, Crash. I'm Kenny Sargent. Good night. This freaking segment is brought to you by Mopar, more than just the original equipment supplier of parts and accessories for Chrysler, Jeep, and Dodge vehicles. Mopar is an attitude, a culture, a way of life for thousands of enthusiasts around the world. Mopar, the official performance of Speed Freaks. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined.